15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. When I was a kid, we, would, we had a place down the Jersey Shore. It was a bungalow, they used to say. And um, on Sundays like this, that I would go to church with my father and my brother and my cousins and everybody, um, I would hear a gospel like this, and I'd say, interesting, I, I'd say to myself, interesting how the gospels reflect the summer and Jesus going off to a deserted place to take care of himself really was like his, his vacation. Uh, I come to realize later it had nothing to do with summer. It was this liturgical year. But Jesus going off to, by himself for a deserted place and asking his apostles to come with him to relax, put up your feet, get a beer, and just let's chat about things. Well, that's what was going on in the scriptures, but you saw what happens. He's popular. He heals, he teaches, he loves. And what's interesting, although he comes in a little boat, the people who knew where he was going got there ahead of him. He could have seen them all and said to Peter, like, make a U-turn, let's go deeper out into the sea. But he disembarked. And he saw the vast crowds. And Mark says it very differently, and don't forget this was written in, in Greek and Hebrew and the various uh, scripture languages, but what Mark used, the word he used in seeing that Jesus was compassionate, has nothing to do with compassion as you know it, like it's not, not a nice soft, soft word. The word that Mark used was, it tore at his guts. The Italians would say it differently. They'd say, he had agita from all the people gathering. He, he had agita, he had anxiety and compassion for the people who were wandering and looking for him because they were hungry. Not for food, that, that will come later when they're really hungry for food. The apostles just came back and reported, remember last week's gospel, all they had done. They, they, they cured, they took care of the demons, they made people healthy. And he, he said, now you deserve a rest. But he himself didn't take a rest. They disembarked, they got on the boat, and then he went out and he kept teaching those people. Kept teaching them about the kingdom of God. That's what Mark is, is trying to get us to understand. How Jesus cares for them? Yeah, us. How Jesus cares for us. And how his own behaviors reflect that sometimes what we need in our lives, just time to relax. And during the summer months, it happens. Hopefully. If you can't go away, go a bungalow, you go in your backyard and pour a drink, have a glass of wine, read a piece of scripture, just chat with friends and families, just to unwind. And that's what Jesus is doing today. But his intention was that, but the greater part of who Jesus is came forward. 
Yeah, he's compassionate. Yeah, he's got Aja because these people are suffering or, or they, they won't let him go in a sense. But he went to take care of them. And with friends yesterday and my niece and nephew, when they have hosts, and when they are hosts, and this happens to all of us, all our families, the host, the hostess invites us. They open the doors, but then they, they set up, they bring the food, they cook the food, they clean up, and the rest of us are, you know, piano, piano, we just hang out, relaxing, put our feet up, go, use the pool, and, and then the hosts are exhausted when, when we leave, right? That happens a lot. How many, how many know what that feels like, right? Nobody? Nobody here? Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. The, the Italians do. The Irish don't feel like that, you know? No, no. <laughs> but Jesus is coming across today is very realistic in the, in the scriptures. But even more than that, the scriptures tell us today who he is. He is the compassionate shepherd who loves us, who cares for us. In that first reading, Jeremiah is angry with the shepherds of the people of Israel. Now, the shepherds were not the priests only, but the leaders, because as you know, the Jews, the, the religious and the political came together. So the leaders of the people were the shepherds. Yes, the priests were, the prophets came up usually just to criticize the, the bad jobs they were doing, which happens today in Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is saying to the kings, the leaders of the people, you're supposed to be compassionate to God's people. You're supposed to be an example. You're supposed to do what's right for God's people. And then, of course, encourage God's people to do the same thing. But what do you do instead? You take advantage of them. You go off on your own. You're selfish. You're self-centered. So he, he's criticizing them in, in this letter to, uh, from Jeremiah. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, will be against his shepherds who shepherd his people. And he himself will send a good shepherd. Now, you and I know the secret to that. This is centuries before Jesus comes on the scene, and the apostles even use that idea. Jesus becomes the good shepherd. See, the good shepherd cares for his people and tires himself out caring for his people, but also takes time to take care of himself. Balance. Balance in our own schedules, balance with our own leadership. And Jeremiah was very upset because the role of the shepherds, the political leaders of the people of Israel, was one, to be good shepherds, be good leaders, provide, but also give example. So now we go to Jesus and, and characterize in, in, the, in the gospel today and also in Psalm 23 today, the Lord is my shepherd. He takes care of us. But not only to babysit us, he takes care of us to give us an example of what it's like to be a Christian sister or brother to one another. The Lord comes on the scene not to say, okay, do this, do this, this, or not to relax and put his feet up. But he comes across as the good shepherd to say, I care for you. I love you. I want to listen to your needs. But you've got to do the same to others. You've got to listen to others' needs. You've got to take care of your brothers and sisters. Together, that's the church. So the Lord sets a table for all of us so we all can be nourished. Yes, by his holy word. Yes, by the Eucharist. Yes, by our faith in him. But also be nourished by imitating him and taking care of one another. So Jeremiah comes on the scene as, as, as most of the... Um, 
prophets um, angry. The prophets always rose up when the kings were doing a bad job. So you know, all the prophets you know, they were all critics. They were all telling the, the, the leadership of, of the people of Israel what they should have been doing. But, he says, Jeremiah says, when God sends the ultimate prophet, his name will be the Lord our justice. Now, if you knew Hebrew, that name is a play. They do a lot of that with Hebrew words. It's a play on the name of the king who is not just. So he gets the name of the king and he twists it around and he says, and the new king will be the Lord our justice. That's going to be his name. He's going to be the epitome of justice. He's going to be the epitome of a good shepherd. He's going to, he's given us the example of how to get to the Father, how to love one another, how to be an example of peace and sharing and charity. And don't forget, you know, we want to criticize the leaders. You want to criticize your, your government leaders. You want to criticize the church leaders. And most of them, indeed, deserve criticism. Most of us deserve criticism, critique. But the finger has to go this way, too. Because while we criticize others in leadership, what are we doing? While we criticize others because they're weak and they're not supposed to be weak, what are we doing? We've got to hold up that mirror of our conscience to ourselves and say, the Lord is my shepherd too. And I'm supposed to be a shepherd. All of us, as sheep, you might say, we're not sheep, we certainly are not, we're not animals, we're people, there's only a metaphor. But what's my role as a shepherd or as a sheep? As a member of the flock of Jesus Christ. So we could all go like this and say the, the president, the governor, the you know, assembly, blah, blah, blah. All, they're all not as good as they should be. The bishops are not as good as they should be. Nobody's as good as they should be. Get that straight. But we also, while we're criticizing, we have to go inward. And that's what Jesus is doing with his apostles. He sent them out to teach, to get rid of the demons, come back, relax, but also follow his example of loving. Follow his example of compassion. Follow his, his example of taking a break, relaxing with God. And maybe that should be the rest of our summer. Not that you shouldn't go to church. You should go to church, of course. But taking the scriptures home with you and, and relax with God. Let him speak to us. Let him, let him bother us, if, if need be. Let him challenge us and let him you know, rub our shoulders if need be. Because he's Jesus, the Son of God, full God, full man, and he taught us how to do it. He taught us how to get to, to heaven. He taught us how to make the most of this earth. On our own, we're going to screw up bad. We know that. We've already done a good job of that. But with Jesus, the Lord, as our shepherd, we will not want you know a spot but not just a spot the spot actually with the all-new nissan frontier you know a bunch of them but the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place 
your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.